Okay, before we get into this episode, I just want to jump in and talk to my local ladies in the Des Moines area. And actually, I should say I am not just speaking to them, but this is about a local event. So you're more than welcome to come, even if you don't live in Des Moines. And I actually happen to know of one of you that is coming from the Kansas City area, which is so exciting. But this is about an event happening on Friday, April 28th, coming up right around the corner when we are going to have this epic dance party in person together. So if you are in need of a wake up, a jumpstart, a high energy boost, do not miss this event. It's ladies only. And let me just say before you even give this a second thought, it's not about dancing. There's no prerequisite or training required. This is about just showing up to be filled with the spirit and unleashing so much joy upon your life. There will definitely be dancing. (laughs) Don't let me mistake you there. There will be dancing and amazing music and coffee and an opportunity to just get to know other like-minded women like yourself and door prizes. So that's a lot. Go get your tickets now. Don't wait. You can find the link in the show for all of the details. Don't miss it. All right, let's get into this episode. This is the When We Arise podcast for women ready for a jumpstart to get out of bed, out of our heads, and into a meaningful, rich life. I'm Talis Strube. I'm a believer, wife, mom of three, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. When We Arise is an intersection of faith and fitness that ignites the very presence of the Holy Spirit within us so that we can be a light to those around us. Here, we will share stories that spark positive momentum and joy. And because dance is such a powerful tool for how we experience joy, with each episode, I will share the newest addition to the When We Arise playlist and get us dancing into our lives to do amazing things with God when we arise. Today, I want to talk more about dreams, like big dreams. I got to go through a business development program a couple years ago, and they went through all of the pieces of my business. One of the exercises that we went through before we go through each segment of building out a new business plan was sitting down and writing out some ideas. They want you to put down this idea on paper without overthinking, and then they want you to grow that idea a little bit, okay? They want you to stretch it. So if you've heard about like a stretch goal, similar to that. But then there's this third tier called the blue sky version of your idea. And this, oh, this is where I love to hang out. I love, especially to hear somebody else's dream or idea, sit with it and now go, okay, what about this? What about this crazy out of this world blue sky vision? I was able to take that blue sky idea, put it down in this plan, in that program, and six months later, it was a reality. Now, I'm not going to say that that's always happened in my life or that it will always happen in yours, but there is power in writing it down. There is power in thinking big and committing to it on paper. I was thinking about that. And I remember writing down a list somewhere. This would have been many years ago. 
And I wondered if I still had it. And I do. I found it in an old notebook and I remember exactly where I was sitting. This was in 2012. I was sitting outside this building where there was a dance studio where I was teaching at the time. And the studio was always so frigid cold because the other instructor loved to crank the AC and I just don't run warm. I don't. So I would be freezing unless I was dancing and moving constantly. I would be freezing. So oftentimes when I had a break in between lessons, I would go sit outside in the sun. So there I was outside in the sun next to this warehouse part of the building. And I had a notebook and a pen with me and I wrote down a life goals list. And I'm going to go over that list today with you. So here's the vulnerability. I have not read this list. I did find it, but I have not gone through and actually looked at each item in years. So I'm going to do that with you today and I'm excited. So let's go. All right. I have the list. Oh my goodness. This is funny. It's no, I'm just noticing how my handwriting has even changed. Okay. And I am committing to telling you like it is. I am reading word for word. I am not editing as I go. If there's something embarrassing on here, you get to hear about it. So life goals, October 3rd, 2012. Number one, host a morning show. I even wrote in parentheses like Kelly Ripa. So quick side note, when I met my husband's grandfather, um, I was actually in high school at the time and I had very blonde hair and I uh, was probably uh, using sunless tanner still and uh, whitening my teeth. And so, you know, I, I still highlight my hair, but anyway, I remember meeting my husband's grandfather and he was like, you look like Kelly Ripa. And I, that was like the biggest compliment to me. I mean, really, I wanted to go into broadcasting and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, good. I will be her doppelganger. I will take over her morning show. So anyway, obviously in 2012, I was still hanging on to that, that dream. So number one, host a morning show. Number two, write a screenplay. I have not done that yet. Number three, star in a movie. Wow. Okay. Tell us. Number four, win the U.S. smooth title. Okay. So at the time that I wrote this list, I was competing in professional ballroom. So smooth was the category that I competed in. It contained waltz, tango, foxtrot, Viennese waltz. And I had a goal of uh, climbing all the way to the top, getting the U.S. title. Uh, wow. Number five, oh, have a son and a daughter. And I do, I have two boys and a girl. That is very uh, beautiful. Number six, visit Egypt. Okay. Um, you know, I can't say that that's like still high on my list today, but maybe, I mean, yeah. Visit China. There, this is my travel section. Visit China. Number eight, visit Australia. Number nine, visit Chile. Number 10, visit Alaska. Number 11, go on safari. I have literally done none of these things yet, but I'm not going to rule any of them out. I'm hoping I have lots of life to live still and travel to do. I have been to Europe a couple times, uh, once since writing this list, but I have yet to visit any of these places. Okay. Design a fashion line. So funny thing, um, shortly after writing this list, I think I started branding clothes that I was wearing for uh, teaching and competition. Like I would use, I had a rhinestone gun and I would rhinestone my initial, like a cursive T onto like all of my 
uh, like teaching like jackets and shirts that I was wearing. So I, I mean, technically, like I've kind of done this one, right? Okay, go to the Oscars. Um, I mean, I'll just go like this could include just like, like buying a ticket. Can you buy a ticket and just be in the nosebleeds? Cause I could still do that. Be interviewed on the red carpet. Um, yeah. Okay. So maybe, maybe I was thinking a little bit less than, or a little bit more than just being in the nosebleeds, but I mean, I don't think I have, I have attended a red carpet event for, um, an opening of a, of a business. I don't think I was interviewed on that red carpet though. Number 15, start a dance company. Okay. All right. I've done that. Check. Uh, 16, perform in a foreign country. Technically, I have done this. I was studying abroad in Italy and there was this street dance happening and I I did go out and dance in front of lots of people. So I'm going to I'm going to check this one off. I'm going to say I have performed in a foreign country. Uh, sing in a band. Um, not technically. Um, this is more of a really private thing. I don't sing in front of a lot of people. So I'm going to need to muster up a lot more courage before I do this one. Own a winery. Okay, this is interesting. I don't own a winery. But Tyler and I have a small hobby vineyard um, that we have had now for eight years. Yeah. And it produces, we do make some wine out of our basement really every year. Um, so it's not commercialized. We don't have a license to sell it, but I would say technically we have a hobby winery. <laughs> Own a sailboat. Okay. What? No judgment. I can't judge myself, but at the time I wrote this, I wanted a sailboat. I don't know that I still want a sailboat, but that's okay. Um, become fluent in French. So I took four years of French in high school and then I ended up taking two more years of French in college. And I am nowhere near fluent. I think that this is kind of one of those things I revisit a lot of, okay, I'd like to be fluent in French. I feel like I did all that like upfront legwork and then just dropped it. So I'm curious as to how quickly that would come back if I really committed to studying it again. Also, my oldest son is taking Spanish and really interested in that. I didn't take Spanish. My husband did. Tyler got, he was fluent when he was studying abroad in Spain. So I've thought more recently about committing to studying Spanish as a family and using that. That is definitely high on uh, what would be my new list is becoming fluent in a second language, whether we commit to doing Spanish as a family or I go back to French. But yeah, that is that is yet to be um, achieved. Coach dancers nationally. So I have done this. I have, um, had the privilege in my ballroom career to travel, uh, you know, not a ton, but I did travel around the U S and taught, um, my students and then have done workshops, um, regionally as well. And that's something that I think I will, I will probably continue to do as I keep working in the, the dance industry. Um, dance in the Olympics, win a gold medal. Um, you know, 
I just, I don't think that that's probably something I'll commit to, but I love that that's where my head was at the time because, again, when I wrote this list, like, I was full-on ballroom. I was training every day. I was teaching full-time, and so, you know, that really did, um, it makes a lot of sense that that's where my head was. But the next one on the list is develop a dance therapy system for Parkinson's. You know, what's like pretty incredible about this is this was written in 2012. I um, ended up going back to grad school in 2014. So I applied to grad school. Not a lot of people know this. I applied to the grad school program um, at the University of Iowa and did not get accepted. And I believe that was in 2012. And then I... um, committed full-time to my ballroom career, and that's where I was at this time that I was writing this. And then I ended up applying to the program again. I can't tell you what it was that that made me think, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another shot, but I did. I ended up applying in 2014 to the same program and I got accepted. So it was 2014 through 2016 that I was in graduate school. And during that time I chose to focus my thesis work on a dance program for Parkinson's. So um, I ended up developing my thesis for that, traveling to New York to study with a program there that had already begun uh, dancing for for PD. And then I came back here and have since developed a program uh, that has served really um, hundreds, hundreds of people who are affected by Parkinson's, which is really humbling to say that uh, I've been able to do that and partner with organizations here uh, in Des Moines that are serving that population. And so, um, wow, that's I actually had no idea before I visited this list that it was two years before I even got into the program that would then give me the launch pad to be able to do this, that I wrote down that goal. See, this is what I'm telling you. You've got to, you've got to put these things down because to be able to go back and visit these lists and see how, where your mind was, where, you know, and, and who knows, like if God's in, if God's will was for me to do what I'm doing now with Parkinson's, he was going to make it happen regardless of whether or not I wrote it down. But what a, a beautiful testimony to that scripture that, you know, in, in Psalms where it says, God, give me, you know, um, God will give us the desires of our heart, right? And and it's not just that we treat him like a genie in a bottle. You know, I'm not just writing down this list and going, okay, God, like, here's all my wishes. Make them come true. Um, as As we get to know God, as we trust him, he molds and shapes us. And he then blesses the desires in our heart that are within his will, right? It's, it's not, I don't think he's going to bless us with something that's outside of his will, right? That doesn't make any sense. His word says that if it is in his will, it will be. And so that is um, just a beautiful recognition of how my heart and his will aligned for this to occur in my life, on my list of life goals, but also to affect so many others. Okay, there's just a few more here. Open a school for dreams. Open a school for dreams. Okay, this is an interesting one because I, I that's not a thing. I don't have like a school. Um, 
physical school or even an online school for dreams. However, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing, hoping to do here with you. I, I want to just be able to say, okay, I've gone through a few steps of writing things down, putting plans together, uh, opening a couple businesses, growing them. And now I want to help you do the same thing. So maybe this is a version of that. Attend an event at the White House. Um, not done that yet, but again, not going to rule it out. Put my kids through college. Again, my oldest is six, so we'll get there. And then the last one is take my kids to Disney World. And uh, we have a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and a nine-month-old. And I think that is something that we will do at some point, but we want to do it when all three of them are at a stage where they can really, truly enjoy it. So um, yeah, that is my list of 30 life goals. Some of these goals were kind of silly, but this is why I wanted to share this with you in real time is I want you to understand that it is okay to put those like off the wall things down on paper. It's an exercise in helping us get over thinking about what people are going to think if this is something I want, as silly as it may be. And the purpose of doing this for me is not to, you know, judge 2012 Talis. It's to look back with compassion on where I was as a human in that moment and also recognize how much I've grown. You know, one thing that sadly wasn't on that list, but I'm so grateful to say now is that I would grow in my relationship with the Lord and I have, and that's just such a win. Which brings me to my next point and something I am going to do. And I invite you to do as well. So before writing a new list of life goals, my next iteration, I want to take time to sit down and write out a list of things that have happened since 2012 that I had no idea to even write down. Like, starting a podcast. (laughs) God has blessed me in so many ways that I just never saw coming. And for a high achiever, it is so important for me to take time to reflect and to give gratitude where it's due. All good things come from the Lord. And it is so important for me to sit and spend time thanking him. What are the things that have already transpired that you've overcome, achieved. Look back and make out that list of these are big moments in my life that have happened, that I have done, that God has blessed upon me. And then we get to go and write down our list of crazy life goals for the future. So I encourage you today to sit down and go through these exercises. And I would love to hear about it. If you want to like send me a text and say, okay, I've done it. I made my list. That would be so great and just bring so much joy to my heart. So um, with that, I think uh, we've got some writing to do and I wish you well and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the When We Arise podcast. Please take just a few moments to leave a review if you haven't done so yet. Your review helps other women like you find this show. 
And now let's get to your dance break. Click the link in the show notes to find the When We Arise playlist on Spotify with new music added every week. 